What's up? I'm B, and whether you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening to the podcast, if you are having an amazing day, it is officially 2024, and I hope your New Year's was fun, safe, happy, healthy, all of the good things. I hope you had a great time celebrating the end of 2023 and ringing in the new year. I know I had a good time, um, but at the same time, there was a very serious discussion had on New Year's Eve, which is what brings me to the video that I'm making today. As many of you know, I live in Arizona and I was made aware at the New Year's celebration that I was at that some things are going down in the Gilbert Queen Creek area that I had not heard about. We talked about it and I ended up looking into it and now I want to talk about it with you. So that's what we're going to do today. And I feel like I'll just go ahead and address this because I know you can see it in the corner of the screen. Um, these are punch boards back here if you're watching. I saw these on TikTok and I thought that they would be very fun to do for my family's Christmas celebration. And so uh, basically what it is, if you haven't seen it, is you get a poster board and then plastic cups and you put prizes inside of the cups and then you seal those with tissue paper. And then whoever's turn it is gets to punch through the tissue paper and then they have the prize that's inside of that cup. And so I did one with adult prizes and one with kids prizes. And the way that I decided to do it was to get bigger things that wouldn't go in the cup. But I put a number on each piece of paper. You pull it out, say you get number one. Okay, I have a bag that corresponds to a kid's prize or an adult prize um, with that same number. And so like for the adults, I did like a bottle of wine, scratchers, a gift card to Chipotle, gift card to Panera, fireball whiskey, stuff like that. And then with the kids prizes, I did... Uh, pretty much generally all the same stuff so nobody would like fight and have issues over jealousy. I did um, little like pop it keychains. I did glow sticks. I did candies in there. Just fun like silly stuff to, to have and like it's a fun activity to do on Christmas and to see what you end up getting. So th they're here for now. I'm trying to find a place where I want to store these because I feel like I could reuse them. I don't want to just like use the board once and then throw it away. It feels like wasteful. I'm like, I could, I could repurpose these. We could use this for something else. So they're sitting here for now. Uh, but in a minute, this part of the screen is going to be covered. So I hope it's not too much of a distraction because I'm going to be pulling up some news articles. Before we get into the topic of today's video, let's go ahead and do win for the week. If you're new around here, a win for the week is where you share something positive that happened to you over the past week big or small, whatever it may be, just something fun that you got to do, something silly that made you laugh, something that brought you joy, something that made you smile, whatever it is, I want to hear about it and I want to celebrate with you. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can leave it in the comment section down below. And if you're listening to the podcast on Spotify, you can leave it in the Q&A section for that particular episode. My win for the week is that my little niece made me this bracelet. This is the niece that I went to the Taylor Swift concert movie with. She got a bracelet making kit, and so for like a bunch of people in our family, she made these little bracelets, and I'm not going to lie, like I'm not going to brag, but she really loves Gabby's dollhouse, and I have a little cat charm on mine. Um, it has a bunch of beads on it too, but like the cat charm is the statement element of it, and so... I feel like that's pretty symbolic, but that is my win for the week. Just seeing her pass them out and um, hearing about how she picked all the beads and how she wanted it to go. And then my sister helped her put them on the strands and everything it was just really sweet and cute. And I love it. So that is my win for the week. And I cannot wait to hear yours and celebrate with you. 
Now, let's go ahead and talk about what is happening in the Gilbert Queen Creek areas of Arizona and why I'm talking about it on my channel. First and foremost, once I learned about this, I could not stop looking into it because there's just so many little things that I kept finding that just fascinated me and I was really perplexed as to why I hadn't heard about it before. But then I guess I like I had to realize, well, a lot of my social media is tailored to the things that I talk about on my channel. So I guess it would make sense that I'm not getting recommended on TikTok, like a lot of stuff that's happening in Gilbert because I don't really look into stuff like that. And so, okay, I can understand why I might not have heard about this, but I think it's really important to talk about. And I think that once enough information comes out about what's going on behind the scenes, there could be a pretty significant link to not only organized religion, but potentially the LDS church, which is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, also known as the Mormon church, which is very prevalent in Arizona as a whole, but especially the East Valley, which Gilbert and Queen Creek are considered to be in. So basically what's been happening is that over the past year, there's been a pretty significant increase in violence against teens that's being committed by other teens in the area. And particularly, um, these attacks are tending to happen at an In-N-Out Burger parking lot located in Gilbert. And so as we go through the story, um, Gilbert and Queen Creek are going to kind of alternate as we go through the timeline of events. But um, they're, they're close to each other. If you don't live in Arizona, they're close to each other. And like I said earlier, these are generally considered to be safer places. Like Gilbert always shows up on lists of like Arizona's safest cities, most family friendly cities, the place that you want to live if you're going to raise a family. So you can kind of start to put the pieces together. These are safer areas, good schools, good publicity. Parents are upper middle class, like crime rates are generally pretty low. And Yet, for some reason, you have this group of teens going around targeting people for severe attacks, for genuinely horrifying attacks on other kids. One child ended up um, having to be hospitalized with kidney problems. I saw another photo of someone else who was a victim of one of these attacks, and the back of his neck is just absolutely, like... It's awful. Like there is an open wound on the back of his neck, covered in blood, just awful attacks. This victim was beaten outside of an in and out. Yes, Ellen, this particular assault and robbery happened on August 18th. Richard Keener told me his son went to pick up in and out that night when a group of teens jumped out of a truck and started attacking his son. Keener says his son started receiving threatening messages on Snapchat at the start of the school year. Keener first notified his son's high school and then the Chandler Unified School District. Now, days later, the assault happened outside of the In-N-Out in Gilbert near Williamsfield Road and Market Street. Keener's son suffered internal kidney damage and blood could be seen coming out of his mouth. His Nikes were also stolen. And I don't know if these boys are calling themselves this or if this was perpetrated by like the parents of uh, people like complaining about it like oh did you hear about the Gilbert goons but generally they're being referred to as the Gilbert goons which genuinely like that's a goofy name and so I'm hoping that this is something the parents were like oh those freaking goons are at it again and not them being like yeah we're the Gilbert goons you better watch out for us because 
You can pick a better name. Anyway, on a serious note, these attacks are occurring with increasing frequency. And now someone is dead as a result of one of these attacks. On October 28th, a 16-year-old was at a Halloween party where he was severely beaten and abandoned, ended up being found taken to the hospital where he later succumbed to his injuries and died. A boy is now dead because of allegedly a group of teens who think it's cool to pretend that they are in a gang and that it's okay for them to go out and commit acts of violence against other people. And essentially, um, as we talk about this topic, these boys allegedly have uploaded videos, Snapchat posts, plenty of different types of media of them committing violent acts. There are people who know who boys who have uploaded these pieces of social media are. There are names that are circulating. I have looked into them out of just pure curiosity to see what I can find. However, none of these, I keep wanting to say boys, none of these teenagers have been named publicly by police or by media. And so for that reason, I am not going to say who they are. And I just want to put it out there that if you decide to look further into this and you find the same names, same names that I have to just maybe pull back, like don't comment, don't engage with them being publicly named because they are minors and everyone is innocent until proven guilty. And, um, I, like, I know I sound like such a hypocrite because I definitely did some digging into the parents of one of the people who was allegedly involved in this, and I found some uh, concerning things. I'll just say it that way. Do your digging, do your investigation, but, like, be responsible in posting on social media, especially if you don't have firsthand knowledge of this. I know there are a lot of people who have said, like, no, we, we saw them posting about this. Like we've seen their posts on social media. They're affiliated with this gang and they need to be looked into in their connection to Preston Lord. So if you have firsthand experience, I think that you're coming at it from a different perspective as long as you're being honest. But just for the general public, as a reminder, I'm not going to name any of these uh, these high schoolers who have been alleged to be involved. And there's a reason why, because again, they have not been named by police or by um, a credible news source. Now, having said all of that, I do want to go ahead and read to you a timeline that was produced by 12 News. They do a really good job of being concise yet providing details. And I think it's going to give some really good insight into why not only parents are so concerned about this group of, of teenagers, but also why they're so frustrated with what's been going on and how this has been handled by both police departments, which again, it's it can be kind of confusing going between Gilbert and Queen Creek because a lot of the attacks allegedly committed, again, this is all alleged. Everyone is considered innocent until proven guilty, despite what they may or may not have posted on social media, right? Um, a lot of these alleged attacks happened in Gilbert, but Preston Lord's death 
was in Queen Creek. And so we've got some crossover here and I'm going to do my best to make sure that I am differentiating whenever needed. So at the top of this page, it says, here's what has happened in the Preston Lord homicide investigation in the last two months. Preston Lord was assaulted at a large Halloween party in Queen Creek on October 28th. He died two days later. This is by Haley Williams. October 28th, Preston Lord dies after being assaulted at Halloween party. It was October 28th, three days before Halloween, when Preston Lord attended a party in a Queen Creek neighborhood. The party was large, around 100 to 200 teens attended. Neighbors said they called the police several times that evening because of the gathering. We had students falling out of cars. We had kids vomiting in our front yard here. We were trying to take care of teenagers with open alcohol. Sick, Gina Pignatelio, who lives nearby, said. Police said they first received a call about a disturbance around 9 p.m. that Saturday. Officers said a number of teens were leaving the area. They didn't see any illegal activity, so they left. Police said they responded to a second call about 40 minutes later, and that's when they found a teen, later identified as Lord, lying in the road near 194th Street and Via Del Rancho Road. First responders performed CPR and took Lord to the hospital with life-threatening injuries. Pignatelio told 12 News she believes the party could have been stopped before someone lost their life. I can't imagine as a parent what that feels like, but to know we were calling for an hour at least, maybe two, Pignatelio said. Where were the police? Where were the adults? How did this get to continue? How was this so out of control? Two days after being assaulted, Lord died of his injuries. Family said Lord had a severe brain injury. Queen Creek Police classified Lord's death as a homicide. Lord went to Combs High School in Santan Valley. The school hosted a candlelight vigil on November 9th for Lord. Hundreds of community members, friends, and family gathered around the school's candlelit courtyard, listening to family and friends of Lord reflect on his life and legacy. He was described as a positive light in the community. I feel like I'm missing a part of myself, said friend Andrew Vasquez. Preston was one of the happiest souls I've ever met, said friend Andre Zavala. I miss you, Preston. I hope you know how much I'm thankful for you, said friend Merrick Bowles. One mother read a letter on behalf of her son, Fabian Moreno, who was Lord's friend, and fought back tears. I lost my father, but this type of pain hurts. To see my son go through this hurts, she said. November 9th, Queen Creek PD serves search warrants and investigation. That same day, Queen Creek Police announced they had served several search warrants related to Lord's death, but that no arrests had been made. We understand that the community wants quick resolution. As a police department, we are committed to a thorough investigation to hold the appropriate people accountable and bring justice to the family, a statement from the Queen Creek Police Department said. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. November 14th, multiple persons of interest. FBI joins investigation. On November 14th, the Queen Creek Police Department said they had identified multiple persons of interest in the homicide investigation, but still had not made any arrests. Police said they received hundreds of tips since the assault and were in the process of reviewing a substantial amount of data before making an arrest. Our investigators are determined and dedicated to solving this case, Police Chief Randy Bryce said in a statement. 
However, we want more than just an arrest. We want to ensure that those involved are convicted of the crime. The FBI was also brought in to help with the case, and agents were working with police to offer a $10,000 reward for information that leads to an arrest. November 26th through 28th, several teens die in violent East Valley situations. On November 26th, 17-year-old Casa Grande Union High School senior died after being shot at a house party in Casa Grande. Casa Grande police said an altercation between an unknown number of party attendees took place and resulted in shots being fired. Haley Stevens and another 17-year-old girl were hit. Both were victims of stray bullets, police said. The shooting was not related to the Lord investigation, but enhanced worries for community members about teen violence in the East Valley. A total of nine teenagers were arrested in connection with the house party and shooting. Two days after the Casa Grande house party shooting, another teen was shot and killed in Santan Valley. Jameer Jenkins went to the same high school as Preston Lord. Jenkins was shot after a verbal confrontation with another teen, according to officials. Anthony J. Garcia, the suspect accused of shooting Jenkins, was charged with one count of second-degree murder. Garcia is not being persecuted in juvenile court. We have seen far too many young lives impacted and cut short due to youth violence, Pinal County Attorney Kent Volkmer said in a statement. Our thoughts and prayers are with those impacted, and it is my sincere hope that our youth begins to appreciate and recognize the inherent value in every human life. Jenkins' case has not been linked to any others mentioned, but again, another teen was killed by violence in the East Valley, furthering concerns from the community. November 29th, community holds Walk for Justice one month after Lord's death. One month after the assault on Lord and after no arrests have been made, hundreds in the East Valley spent the somber anniversary together by walking from American Leadership Academy in Queen Creek to the Queen Creek Police Department. Participants wore orange, Lord's favorite color. It's been a month since our family got a call that would change our lives forever, said Melissa Lord, Preston's aunt. It's also been a month since a group of boys decided to beat my nephew and leave him on the side of the road and go home like nothing happened, Melissa Lord said. It's been a month since the parents of these boys have chosen to live a life of silence while we've been living a real-life nightmare. Lord's death has sent shockwaves through the tight-knit community. I think everyone feels the same. We're just heartbroken and devastated, but also trying to come together to support not only the family, but the safety of all our youth, said Katie McPherson. Now, I think something that's important to highlight and gives a bit of insight into the details of this is that they chose to walk from the American Leadership Academy in Queen Creek to the Queen Creek Police Department. If you remember, Preston went to Combs High School. He didn't go to American Leadership Academy. People are saying parents of these boys knew what happened. People on social media are saying we know who was involved in this. And so the choice to go from the school, American Leadership Academy, to the Queen Creek Police Department in this walk is no accident. December 21st, parents refuse to let children cooperate in investigation. On December 21st, Queen Creek's police chief, Randy Bryce, provided an update on the investigation. I understand that it is incredibly frustrating for the public that there has not yet been an arrest. To secure conviction, the county attorney must prove guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. Social media posts are not enough. They must be authenticated and corroborated, Bryce said in a statement. Queen Creek PD has conducted numerous interviews and issued several search warrants. Bryce, however, said not everyone is cooperating. I want to thank those parents and children that have come forward to provide information or details related to this case. However, some parents have actively refused to let their children participate in the investigation. 
We need people to come forward and stand up for Preston, Bryce said. Bryce said police have increased patrols in areas where teens are known to congregate as the community waits for arrests. Can you imagine? I wonder what reason you would have to not let your child participate in uh, being questioned or, or making statements, like being of whatever help you can to this investigation when someone has died. And not even like a, a, oh, we don't know the cause of death yet. He was beaten and then died as a result of his injuries. And parents are refusing to let their children participate in the investigation. Not, not all, but some parents are refusing. December 22nd, Gilbert PD reopens teen assault cases. The Gilbert Police Department reopened four criminal cases involving teen assaults in the wake of Preston Lord's death in Queen Creek. Lord's death brought several other East Valley assaults to light where groups of suspects have ganged up on one victim and beat them up. Many of the assaults are recorded, often by the suspects, and shared on social media. Videos of some of these incidents have been circulating among East Valley community groups. One of the groups linked uh, to some of the incidents is known as the Gilbert Goons. A Gilbert PD spokesperson told 12 News initially they did not have any cases where the victims or suspects referred to the Gilbert Goons. However, recent updates from victims now refer to their assailants as being associated with the group. We are actively reviewing our assault cases involving youth to see if there is any additional information or correlation between these incidents that can assist us with our past investigations, said Brenda Carrasco, a public information officer with Gilbert PD. And that's kind of wild to me that they had to reopen investigation into these cases despite no one having been charged in the previous four cases. Like, what were you doing? Did you just chalk it up to, I don't know, childhood rambunction gone wrong? Like, what what did you think the outcome of those should be? Of people being brutally attacked and the videos of it going up on social media. And I get it. You can't just, like, take social media as 100% fact. But you can investigate. You can say, hey, this person posted this video, let's go talk to them. Let's get a warrant for their phone. And I don't know how easy it would be to get a warrant in a case like that, but like you could do something. You could compel them to talk if you wanted to. You could take investigative measures beyond turning a blind eye if you wanted to. December 28th, Queen Creek Police submit charges for review against seven people connected to Lord's death. Exactly two months after the deadly assault, the Queen Creek Police Department said they are referring charges against seven people to the Maricopa County Attorney's Office in connection with the death of Lord. While the charges have been submitted for review, the investigation continues and the public is encouraged to submit any new tips, Queen Creek Police Chief Randy Bryce said Thursday. The Maricopa County Attorney's Office said it would likely take some time to review those charges. Now, I am very glad that these charges have been submitted for review. I think that's good. But I do think that the general attitude coming from law enforcement is a little bit blasé. Like, it hasn't been aggressive going out there getting whatever we can. It's like... Before the death of Preston, before the murder of Preston Lord, um, 
it it was just kind of like, well, we can't connect it to anything. Well, let's brush it under the rug. Well, like, yeah, that happened, but we, we can't really say definitively who did it. And then somebody died. And now they're taking an interest in it. But it's wild to me that there are seven people connected to this. Granted, some of those people are under 18. Some of them are over 18. So it could be um, a few a few minors and like their parents. But even then, the thought that parents would, would know that their kid was involved in something or would have some inkling of this, unless you are just completely disconnected from whatever your children are doing, you, you would have to have some inkling that they're going out and getting up to no good because they were posting stuff on social media. And so I can't say whether or not, and, and nobody can at this point, whether or not the teens that are alleged to be involved in this Gilbert Goons group were involved in this, but it is just wild that there has been a culture of violence that has been allowed to escalate over and over and get more and more intense. And nobody really took action until it got to like the worst place that it could. And so I think it will be very interesting to see once I'm, I'm assuming charges are going to be filed. Like I am hoping that the people who did this will be taken to court, like will be put in a place where they can be brought to justice. But when those teens are named, it will be interesting to see the responses of the parents and how they choose to approach their public statements. Now, as I said, I can't say for sure whether or not the attack on Preston Lord was perpetrated by someone who is apparently associated with this group of teenagers that are being referred to as the Gilbert Goons. But this article from AZ Central does say that the Republic has documented seven attacks involving members of the Goons, although several more are alleged by parents and students. At least four attacks occurred at the Gilbert in and out Burger at Santan Village Parkway and East Williamsfield Road. And then there's another section that says, are the Gilbert Goons connected to the death of Preston Lord in Queen Creek? And it says... Students, parents, and community activists say members of the goons are responsible for the October 28th fatal beating of 16-year-old Preston Lord. Minutes after the beating, a quote-unquote Gilbert goon climbed into a car where a teenage girl waited. He bragged, I knocked that kid out, according to the mother of the girl. The teen later appeared to post a message on Snapchat confirming his involvement. Quote, I hit a kid and this kid feel, I'm assuming he meant to say fell, um, but Phil hit his head and then they kicked his head in the ground and then I got word he died, so IDK, the post read. The Republic could not verify the authenticity of the post. The teenager and his parents did not respond to multiple interview requests about it. So general consensus from a lot of people involved say that we know who these teens are, they're posting about the things that they're doing. They're bragging about the things that they're doing. Like, we, we know who this is. We don't understand why there hasn't been any action taken prior to the charges being submitted for review back at the end of December. But the police chief in Gilbert, uh, Michael Solberg, said, <laughs> according to this article, he initially said victims of the attacks never specifically mentioned the name of the gang when they called the police, and the department did not have police reports associating the goons to any alleged criminal activity. Okay, well, you can put the dots together. Like, you want me to, you want, you want somebody to call the police and be like, hey, a Gilbert goon just attacked me in the parking lot of the In-N-Out. Like, 
you could say this happened and th these are the people who did it. And then you can figure out, oh, these this group of boys are doing these things. I mean, I, I, I don't know, like if, if people in the community are able to put this stuff together, it would make sense to me that police with infinitely more resources would also be able to take action on this before it escalated to the point that it did with Preston Lord. There's two more things I want to read to you from this article. And the first one is that Carly Hine Miller, whose daughter briefly dated a goon and was at the party where Lord was killed, said she compiled video and pictures from gang members, social media accounts and private messages Quote, there were so many videos of them fighting, stomping somebody, more guns than anything I've ever seen in my whole life, she said. So we've got some additional corroboration about what allegedly happened. And then this article also says the gang recorded several attacks, including those that left teenagers hospitalized and traumatized. In one video, the goon filming an attack appears to converse with an attacker who can be overheard saying he needs to jump back into a fight. Videos obtained and reviewed by the Republic also show the goons flashing handguns, handling high-powered automatic weapons, and showing off with wads of cash and drugs. One video shows a pill press, molly water, and baggies of joints. Another shows lines of cocaine on top of a wipe case on a bathroom sink. Goons recorded themselves racing down highways in high-performance vehicles, sometimes with weapons at the ready. They burned rubber and did donuts in industrial parks and behind malls as kids clung to roofs, squatted in trunks, or hung out of windows. Anyway, the Gilbert Police Department has now added a section on their website with frequently asked questions about the trend of rising teen violence, and one of them specifically says, is Gilbert PD investigating the group identified as the Gilbert Goons? And their answer is, initially Gilbert PD did not have any cases where the victims or the suspects refer to the group Gilbert Goons. However, some recent updates from victims are now referring to their assailants as being associated with Gilbert Goons. We are actively reviewing our assault cases cases involving youth to see if there's any additional information or correlation between these incidents that can assist us with our past investigations. Lastly, I want to say that despite charges being recommended against seven different individuals in the case of Preston Lord's attack, uh, the Queen Creek Police Department is still accepting tips, and so you can submit those. And if, if there's anything that you know that would be helpful, if you happen to live in those areas, if you've seen anything, if you have a teenager who might know something, um, those can be submitted to fbi.gov slash Preston Lord. And the FBI's toll-free tip line is available at 1-800-CALL-FBI, which would be 1-800-225-5324. And uh, tips can also be directly submitted to Queen Creek Police Department at 480-358-3575 or qcpdinvestigators at queencreekaz.gov. So that's pretty much all we know for now. I'll go ahead and include a recent TikTok that I saw, though, um, because if you remember, I mentioned the American Leadership Academy and how the walk to raise awareness for Preston um, started there and then ended at the Queen Creek Police Department. And we can connect the dots. It's alleged that one of their students was heavily involved in this case, I will say. And they apparently recently sent out a newsletter. I'm going to say discouraging people from posting about the alleged incidents and um, giving their opinion on it. So um, I don't have any experience with this. I have not been able to see the letter. I think that maybe it was 
sent to families at the school as well as maybe some people who they felt were posting about the school in an unfavorable way. But I can't verify this. I'll just let um, this TikToker speak for herself. I have seen the letter from ALA and I'm glad you asked about it because we should absolutely talk about it. My name is Billy Tarasio. I am an attorney here in Arizona and ALA has come under fire recently and their response is very, very interesting. In the letter they sent out, um, we have a quick paragraph on thoughts and prayers. And then we have recently irresponsible and defamatory statements have been made about the American Leadership Academy by some members of the local media, as well as self-proclaimed social media influencers regarding the open and active Preston Lord police investigation. These individuals must understand that publicly making unbalanced false statements is dangerous and negligent. As a community, we can and should be better. They go on to affirm that they know that they do have a legal requirement to, as mandatory reporters to report abuse, which is something that I have mentioned. So we need to break this down legally because to me, this seems like an attempt to tell people to shut up, which is not okay. There are four elements to defamation and those four elements are one, a false statement pretending to be a fact. So uh, regarding that, if you're telling the truth, you're not committing defamation. If you are stating your opinion and you're not stating something as a fact, it can't be defamation. Number two, the publication or communication of your statement to a third party. Number three, fault amounting to at least negligence. This is where negligence comes into play. You have to behave as a reasonable person would. And number four, damages or some kind of harm. So if you are telling the truth, if you are sharing your story, if you are sharing your opinions or things you've seen or things you've experienced, you cannot be committing defamation and you should not be told to stop talking or to be silent. I've got teachers DMing me who work at ALA who say they think ALA is involved in a cover-up. And I did not think that. I was not somebody who thought that. But their behavior, this statement is to me damaging. What I would expect a school to say is exactly what the Gilbert School District said. We are frightened and upset about the news that our children are in danger. We want to encourage anyone with any information to come forward. We would be happy to um, work with police to every extent possible to make sure that our community and our children are safe. That is the only reasonable response. And to say that people talking about what's happening to them is hindering the investigation of the Preston Lord murder is not true. First of all, lots of crimes have happened, not just the one to Preston Lord. Lots and lots of crimes. And people are contacting me about those crimes, about sexual assaults, about physical assaults. I want to encourage you to continue to do so because I am working on helping and figuring out a plan so that every single person can get justice. So that is all we have for now. It is an interesting saga to say the least. And like I mentioned earlier, I do think that as more and more comes out, we're going to see um, some pretty significant connections between families that may or may not have been involved in um, these alleged 
attacks, these incidences that have been posted on social media and um, the ties that they may or may not have to certain larger religious organizations, as well as potentially um, influential figures in particularly the Gilbert area. I do think that um, it's frustrating a lot of people that Queen Creek took this time. It took them two months to name the charges. I definitely understand the initial impulse because I had it too of being like, why did it take you two months? People know who was involved in this. They were posting on social media. There are people who were speaking out, but then you have parents who are not being cooperative, maybe some people who are on vacation out of the country in the wake of Preston Lord's death, who could be pretty integral to this entire investigation. And logically, um, if they're if they're going to take legal action, they do have to make sure that they are set up, they're good to go. They are crossing their T's and dotting their I's and making sure that they have what they need to actually arrest someone for these charges or to arrest potentially seven people related to this horrible, horrible act of violence. And so um, the gut reaction in me wants to be like, why did it take you two months? But then I have to take a step back and be like, well, hold on. <laughs> they, they're being responsible from what we can tell. Queen Creek Police Department was just doing a thorough investigation and doing their best from what I can tell. There are a few TikTok creators who have been really focusing on the Preston Lord case as well as the Gilbert Goons or the Goonies as they are sometimes referred to. But I think as of now, everything that's been released has pretty much been covered in this video um, and I'll link additional resources down below. But I will also go ahead and link some of those TikTok creators just because if something comes out, they're going to be able to just hop on TikTok real quick and record something and put it out for you way before I could ever get a video out about it. So if you want to keep up to date with everything, definitely feel free to go follow them. And um, if you want more on this case, as more comes out, let me know. I can do a follow-up video when we have a significant update to provide. And yeah, it's interesting covering something in Arizona because uh, I think the only kind of Arizona-centered topics I've covered are Mark Driscoll because he has a church out here and when Rachel Hollis came to Phoenix and oh and Heidi Powell lives in Arizona so when I made a video about her I'm like that's kind of weird like the connections we have um but yeah it's, it's weird to talk about stuff going on at home because of those connections but I do think it's super important and um, if you want more on this or anything else happening in Arizona, if there's anything you want me to look into, definitely let me know and I will do what I can. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. If you've heard of it, especially if you live in AZ, like, were you aware that this is happening? Because I feel like I definitely need to try and tailor the social media content that I consume to be a little bit more widespread uh, beyond just the things that like I cover on my channel because this is this is happening and I had no idea about it until this past weekend. So I'm going to be working on that. But like I said, I want to hear your thoughts. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can leave them in the comment section down below. And if you are listening to the podcast on Spotify, you can leave it in the Q&A for this particular episode. And while you are doing that, if you would consider liking this video or subscribing to my channel, that would be incredible. And if you uh, would consider giving the podcast a rating or a review, 
that would be amazing as well. If you have done any of those things, I am so appreciative of you and I love being able to just sit here, hang out with you and talk about whatever. Thank you so much for watching. Please be kind to people and I will see you in the next one. Bye.